This is People, Places, and Passions, a podcast about Altoona and the community and what is going on around it today. If you think that you have the wrong podcast right now, don't worry. This is a new voice uh, behind the microphone. My name is Landon, and I'm here with Mike, Brennan, and Jenny today. How's it, how's it guys going? Great. Doing great. Doing very good. All right. Well, today we'll be talking a little bit about uh, Cinder City Days and what's going on with that uh, in Altoona. So, Mike, kind of what's the whole spectrum around this? And for people that are listening that might not know about it, what is it? When is it going on? And how can people be a part of it? Well, it's... it's uh... This is a Lions Club event, but it's also co-sponsored by the city of Altoona. We put a lot of time and effort into it as well. And it really is a longstanding tradition in our community. It's kind of that quintessential small town celebration uh, in the summer uh, to just have a a fun time um, for the entire community. I don't know the date. Maybe Jenny knows the date it started, but... um, it actually started with our former uh, council member, Ray Henning, and longtime Lions member. And Ray owned the Golden Spike over here, and he wanted to have a community celebration, and it started in the parking lot of the Golden Spike. Jenny, do you know the year? You know, I'm going to kind of really tell my age here, so I'm going to be 63 this year, but I can remember coming as a young girl, so I would say maybe 9, 10. Okay. We're thinking it's about 60 years ago it started, okay. and it was really to help promote his business, too, is what we understood, Sure, the Golden Spike. So I remember coming down there and just being on carnival rides. I don't remember much of anything else. Uh, we are celebrating our 50th year this year. So okay. really, really excited cool. about that. Okay, so Jenny, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, Jenny is uh, president of Alliance Club and uh, was born and raised in Altoona and is very involved in the community. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I grew up on Lynn Avenue, same street as the city hall here. Um, lived there for about 20 years until I got married and relocated to Eau Claire. Um, I work for a company that generosity and service is really a focus. And when I worship here in Altoona as well at Bethlehem Church and um, came to the Lions Club really out of um, an ask for a partnership around an outreach program with the school district. And that would be 10 years ago that I started that partnership. So what really draws me to Altoona, of course, is the Lions Club and then my church. A lot of good friendships here. Um, and I'm co-chair this year of the Center City Days. So a whole new um, expansion of my knowledge of what needs to be done to pull off a, a city festival. Yeah, so Cinder City Days, um, in recent years, has been back and forth between River Prairie and uh, traditionally it's been held at Cinder City Park. And, uh, you know, the name itself, uh, is Cinder City Days, is a nod to our rail heritage. Um, we were platted as East Eau Claire when Eau Claire needed a flat space for a rail yard and then my understanding is that the residents over here didn't want to be East Eau Claire. <laughs> they incorporated themselves, and we became Altoona in 1887. So this, uh, the name itself pays uh, tribute to, to our, our history, and I know that was also very important to, to Ray Henning uh, and many members of the Lions Club. So, Jenny, why don't you tell us uh, what cinder city days looks like this year yeah so we're excited we're bringing it all back to one location 
So we have a 20th anniversary of our car show. And that typically has been held a couple blocks away from Cinder City Park. And we are moving it back to the backfield of Cinder City Park this year. And we average about a couple hundred cars back there. So our car show will kick off at 8 o'clock. Cars will start pulling into that area. We have a grilling contest setting up at the same time. And then the car show runs from 9 to 3, grilling contest about the same. So we've got you know action right away in the morning for people to participate in. We have um, one of the largest parades around. I think we're over 35 or 40 units this year coming in. That's at 1 o'clock p.m. And this year, you know, we really evaluated. You talked about being down at River Prairie, and it's such a great experience down there. We also got feedback as they'd like to come to one area where their kids could be on rides, they could hear music, that type of thing. So we just said, let's make this really a family-friendly, free event. So we have four concerts throughout the day. Um, we're really focusing on family in the afternoon. So that parade will end where Brendan and I will be riding in cars and throwing out candy. Um, but after the parade ends at 2.30, we have a, a group coming in called Fox and Branch, totally focused on kids. Okay. Uh, so it'll be really engaging and active. And we're going to have balloon uh, or blow-up houses uh, to be out there in the field. We've got a group bringing in guard games, everything family-friendly. So that 2.30 to 4 is going to be focused specifically on those those kids and keeping them active. And then we've got the carnival, you know, just football field away for them to participate in. We've got our famous grilled chicken going to be start being served at 11 o'clock. Paul uh, Johnson, one of our Lions members, does that for us. And then starting around 4 o'clock, we're bringing an Altoona girl back. Um, Kim is her name. I believe her uh, married name is now Peterson. But she's in a group called Caged Acoustics. Okay. So they're going to hit the stage at four and just really give us some really good um, good music from four to five. And then if you're familiar with Nashville North, um, Ellie May Kay is going to take the stage at 530. And again, ties to Altoona and the, the local community there sure. out in Fall Creek. And then we're bringing the hometown favorite back um, from Eau Claire, the Thunderman. Uh, been friends of mine for years, um, some of those members. And going to close out the contest. And so when we think of a community celebration, family-centered. Um, we think we've got enough for everybody, and we just encourage everybody, bring out their lawn chairs, bring out their blankets, that type of thing. So is there going to be a carnival this year? There is a carnival. Okay. So the, the music and all of that that I just shared is June 10th, one day only. Okay. Uh, carnival will be open Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday afternoon, and that's Spectrum Rides, and they'll be set up just across from Quick Trip on Spooner Avenue there. Yeah. So will, the, will there be any other activities Sunday other than the carnival? Nothing, nothing on Friday and Sunday, just the carnival. Okay. So what everyone wants to know is whether there will be dancing. There will be dancing. There like, will be dancing. There will be dancing. If the Thunderman um, are playing there. The Thunderman. So I've, I've had the opportunity to watch this group, or all of, many of these groups, uh, just throughout the years. But we do know the Thundermen bring out dancing. And that's my age group that's out there. Um, and we know what they do when they come down to River Prairie. So... They were really excited to be able to, we're calling it kind of kicking off summer because then the River Prairie celebrations start next week. And so we're just excited. But yes. Yeah, you know, um, the, the dance or the, the music series that the mayor started down at River Prairie has become a, a favorite of so many people, a tradition of being down there on Monday and Wednesday. And a big part of that is um, the kind of music, the genre of music, and that it does bring out, fills a whole... Um, uh, floor with with dancers yeah, just all ages yes. young to old they enjoy that part yeah so no concrete place it will be you know dancing around uh pitcher's mound um yeah. <laughs> the south uh -huh. fields 
And we had, you know, we had groups last year that came in, two musical groups. So we did have dancing, but I think we anticipate a really large crowd this year. We're, we're excited to um, really just show up in a, a really positive way. So people can bring down their lawn chairs and set up their shade structures and yep, just enjoy don't the day. Lock the people behind you yeah. and uh, we'll do that and we'll have beer and food on site. So we do ask respectfully that there's no carry-ins, mainly because this is a fundraiser. So if you're not familiar with um, organizations like ours, money that's raised through these fundraisers, that money goes directly back out to the community. We can't keep those dollars to do things, you know, for the club. There's an administrative fund that we are able to fund to do that. So after our expenses, that net profit goes right back into the community. And, you know, we do a lot with the school district. We do a lot with nonprofits in the area. We have a big focus on vision. Uh, we do eye runs, eye tissue runs, we call them. Um, and then we just support uh, Historical Society this year. We're excited. We're going to paint, help paint their building. Uh, to match the fish house, nice. kind of the plan. Nice. So really looking, you know, we give back to the community and those dollars that come in through Cinder City Days are key to um, keep that impact going. Yeah, so uh, you, you said that um, one of your um, key partners is is a school district. What are some of the things that you work with the, on the, with the school district? So this year I had the opportunity, we do uh, $2,000 scholarships to seniors every year. So to be able to give those those dollars back when I was in that same gym, different gym, gymnasium, but in a different year, uh, receiving a scholarship. But it was nice to do that this year as, as the president. We also support the Booster Club through many of their fundraisers show up. Um, we even bartend for the big, um, the final four game. Sure. Um, and we do vision testing uh, for all the grades that are required at the school district. So we have a team of Alto Alliance members that come into the school and uh, do those testing. In fact, Lions Club all across Eau Claire County do vision testing. Um, it's no longer on the county to do that. So that's one of our biggest focuses as well with the district. So I understand you're you're no longer a uh, uh, resident of Altoona, but you're an Altoona person at heart, right? I am, small town. So tell me what your experience was growing up in Altoona and what, what you like about Altoona or distinguishes it from other communities? Oh, gosh. Well, where this building sits was um, B&B Superlet. Um, I know Beulah and Elle Wolf um, owned a little grocery store on the corner. So riding your bike down to get a piece of gum or a stick of candy. Um, they had a meat department back there. Um, didn't have a library that I remember. Um, growing up, it was a backyard neighborhood. Everything was played in the backyard or in the street. Um, I remember playing ball with a guy in my neighborhood, probably four or five years older. He played baseball with all the kids in the neighborhood. Um, the original fish house started in at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where I belong, yeah. and was closed because we had too many kids in the basement. And so the city built what was ice fishing or ice skating rink. And then we had the fish house downstairs. And I remember that. I went to that. Um, so it was just a really, everybody took care of everybody. And neighbors really reached out across the backyards and talked to people and cared for them. So Altoona has clearly changed considerably since since you grew up here. What what do you you know, what are your impressions of Altoona now compared to then and um perhaps focus on the good things? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I look at Altoona, it's still Altoona. I don't see it as an extension of Eau Claire. When you look at um, 
the face of our club is we're not all Altoona residents. There's you know a lot of Eau Claire people like myself. Um, I just see that small town feeling when you when you reach into even River Prairie, you feel the pulse of a, a small community. And that excites me. I think, um, you know, the direction of the city has been positive. Um, the growth is just unbelievable. We have an amazing school district. So I think that's what draws people to this area. And we see it in um, just conversations. If I run into Quick Trip here, there's always, always somebody you run into that either recognizes you, maybe doesn't know your name, but says hi. And that's what I like about, um, you know, this part of the city that's really fun to engage in. The... Um... Uh, the former mayor, Mayor Blackburn, um, you know, came up with the name for Front Porch Place in River Prairie, and yes. really, I think it held true to its its name. And in, in as much as it is where uh, not just Altoona residents, but many residents of the of the Greater Chippewa Valley, and uh, get down, they get to visit with each other, have a good time, just generally have a very pleasant evening i'm always struck when i go down there just how lovely and pleasant it is and uh everyone's just having a nice time and having a smile on their face and able to socialize on a, a routine basis since we have that uh every week during the summer i'm i was wishing that we started earlier this year <laughs> the weather would be great for us. yeah right? the weather would be great but you know with that concert too um, I think bringing in the nonprofits that they you have to give back. Um, one of the organizations yes. I was able to be part of that. I think that's what ties it all together. Um, you see the whole community, even Eau Claire, participating down there, but they're supporting um, the causes that are down there, and they're visiting those businesses even way before those concerts start. Um, we found a parking spot. You know, we thought we'd be down there really early. And it wasn't. People were visiting those businesses, eating dinner, and then coming back out, sitting in their lawn chairs. It's just a great concept and um, such a wonderful yeah, we, summer event. We really wanted to find some way to, other than the businesses donating to sponsor the concert, but we wanted to find a way to give back mm -hmm. also to uh, multiple charities throughout the summer. So that's a, it's a great plan that we have set up for them. Yeah. And people are generous. I had mm -hmm. the opportunity to run a bucket around you know oh, the crowd yeah. a couple of times and um, we're a very generous community, and just as I look at the the groups that are getting those donations, those are huge impact dollars um, to help continue to give back. We um we've been talking as a club and a few of the members about how do we bring all that goodness together, like all these recipients, and how do we cross pollinate what we're doing and invite them in, um, and share in what they're doing in the community. So there's just a a nice opportunity for us to do that through those kind of events. So what is, is there anything new for the Lions Club? Is there anything, new initiatives or anything on the horizon that you guys are working on that, that you're excited about? You know, we, we look at strategies every year. I think right now our club is looking at internally uh, building leadership skills, uh, defining roles in the club would be really key to help us grow at a, a faster rate. Um, I think there's a focus of how do we, give back to the community in an impactful way, make awareness um, to all club members and community what we're doing. And I think, you know, just the idea of how do we, how do we grow membership through awareness? So I, I would say this last year for me was just refocusing on service. And so starting a service committee and now can we explore that? So we just did a, a fun service night with the Altoona Library. We went down and 
had about 15 members pull books. Uh, Richard was there with us helping, and we pulled books for an hour, hour and a half, and those are going to be distributed at Cinder City Days. And we're kind of collaborating now with the library about maybe an event this fall around if you can't see, which vision is our focus, sure. you can't read. And yeah. so how do we how do we wrap that in? Our um, our role, so as president, I step off at the end of this, this month, at the end of June, and a new president comes on, but I stay on for a year, so we always have that continuity. Sure. So I, I would say, you know, I think we have a great opportunity to have some leadership built in and then just build out more service programs that are more visible because we do a lot behind the scenes. So you're focused on capacity building right now. It is. It and, really is. And leadership. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that uh, we've been very grateful to have you at the helm. Oh, thank you. Uh, the past year. And, um, you know, we've had a longstanding partnership with the Lions Club, and they've been very good to, this, to the city, and we're very appreciative mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, we're having, I said, I'm learning all the different roles. I've had an opportunity to meet everybody now through the this planning of Cinder City Days. And just the collaboration support we've gotten this year has been tremendous because I've never been at that that space to, sure. to know what that relationship looks like. And I do think um, we just have a great opportunity to continue to grow Cinder City Days, grow um, our give back in the community, and then, of course, grow our membership. Um, it's just, it's a great opportunity to give back at, at whatever pace you want. I think that's what I like about this club. Um, we have some members, as you talked about Ray Henning, you know, we, this is a 60 year old, 50 year old club, 60 or 62, I think, 50 years with Center City Days. But a, a lot of our members from Ray's time, some are still around and some are, you know, they're, if they pass away and we're getting their kids and now their grandkids joining. So that's the exciting part. If they're in the community, we're getting them involved. Um, and so now it's just building out those relationships and, and asking people, would they consider joining and pick a project or two to be involved in? And it'll be rewarding for you. Yeah. So why don't you one more time run down what we've got going on yeah. this weekend? Or I'm sorry, on the 9th, 10th, and 11th. Yep. And primarily the 10th, right? Yes, right. And uh, yeah, so we encourage people to get down here and Come and celebrate with us in Altoona. Sounds good. So the carnival will be open uh, the 9th, 10th, and 11th, right across from Quick Trip on Spooner Avenue. On Saturday, June 10th, we start at 9 o'clock with a car show grilling contest. Uh, concessions will be open at 10. Uh, Paul's Famous Chicken will be arriving at 11. We'll serve that out of the concession stand. A reminder, that car show is at Cinder City Park this year, not at the 10th Street location. And then our big parade at 1 and then right at 2.30, straight up till 10 o'clock, we have live music. So Kids Zone, 2.30 to 4. Then Caged Acoustics, Emily, Ellie May Kay, that's a mouthful, um, will take the stage and Thunderman from 7 to 10. And just come out, um, bring, like you said, bring your blanket, your lawn chair, enjoy a good night of music, um, support the Elton Lions Club so we can give back to the community. So yeah. those people that are coming for the parade, what's their best spot to be? Best spot to be the same route as last year. So Lynn Avenue is really the the space to be um, all the way, you know, down to, I believe, is it 2nd Street or right off the school there? Um, so Lynn Avenue is still the best place. And then it will end at 9th Street and head up towards um, Bartlett from there. And then if you take a right on Lynn, instead of going up towards Bartlett, you'll come right to Hobbs where the celebration will be at. Well, we very much appreciate your leadership, your work, but also the work of all the many um, Lions Club members. And again, you're celebrating 50 years of Cinder City Days and 
over 60 years as a club and thank you for your involvement in the community. Yeah, thank you. Very thank much. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And just before uh, we wrap up here, I just want to, I just want to ask uh, Brendan, you know, as the mayor of Altoona, what does a, an event like Center City Days really bring out for a, a small community like Altoona? And what do you see in the community that you just really love? Like, this is why I love being the mayor here. Yeah, I think Jenny kind of touched on it, too. It's just bringing everybody together, you know, like we do at our the concerts down at River Prairie. It's it's just getting people out to, to visit with each other, to dance with each other, to eat chicken together, yep. whatever it may be. Uh, it's getting people to out and maybe they haven't seen each other for a while, but it's that togetherness, that community sense of community that they, they come out and, and enjoy. And just to watch people enjoy themselves. That's to me, that's one of the biggest things I, I extremely like about the concerts in River Prairie just watching people around, whether it's young or old, just enjoying life. Mm-hmm. And that's all about it Center is. City Days. It's just get a, a community event to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. All right. And just the last thing, Jay, I just want to just want to ask for somebody that might be on the fence about, you know, coming down to Center City Days. What is the one event that you'd be like, okay, this is the reason that you have to come down and support <laughs> out on the tent? That's a big question. If you're a car a car lover, boy, come to the car show. We have roughly 1,500 people attend just the car show. Um, and then if you like food, I mean, we've got brats, hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken, and then the music. I, I just think if, if you're looking for a really economical way to spend the day out in the sun, um, your kids will have a, you know, attend the carnival, but we've got some free things for them as well. That would be the reason to come out. Um, many fa- families are struggling right now, and, and this provides a, a really easy way for them to uh, come out and enjoy the day. I see that. And thank you, Jane, for uh, joining us today, and thanks for coming out. Uh, hopefully, you guys will be able to make it out uh, again on the 10th uh, for Cinder City Days. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. And thanks, everybody, for uh, speaking today. Thank, right. you. thank, thank you. you. Here at Eau Claire Hometown Media, we're proud to have as one of our longest-serving partners the fine folks with Stokes, Proc, and Munt Funeral Chapel and the Cremation Society of Wisconsin. Here, Randy tells us what got him into the funeral and cremation industry. Well, what brought me into this mainly was curiosity. Uh, I've always been real heavy into the sciences, and uh, I had a bachelor uncle that used to take me to a lot of funerals because, and he knew a lot of people. So we get all dressed up in those days you did. Go to a funeral and go out to eat. That was kind of the payoff for it. So I met a few funeral directors, you know, along the way. And uh, I even helped my parents do his arrangement. That bachelor uncle died in his 50s. And... Uh, I don't know. I think it's been a good fit for me. I thought I'd try it and see how I like it. And, you know, I've been in it for 50 years.